You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Brian Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on podcasts, and the Batman Podcast Network will have a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also dive into other nerdy subjects we all love to frolic about in our free time. Batman Book Club is also on Patreon. If you like what's going on with the show, you want to help support it, just go to patreon.com slash thebatmanbc. It'll help keep the generators running in the Wayne Manor study. Now, thank you for listening to episode 110, Batman Returns Adaptation. Yes, 30 years since the release of Batman Returns. And I thought, what better way to celebrate than visiting the comic book adaptation? Now, just like, oh, less than a year ago, we did the Batman 89 adaptation and I brought in two Bat Bros. And I said, if we got to do a sequel to this, it's got to be the three of us yet again. So with me, joining me, he's here to bring joy to the masses. It's Justin Kowalski. Justin Kowalski, uh, nice um, background. I love your background that nobody's going to be able to see, but Arctic. Uh, it's for y'all. It's yeah, for I love it. Welcome Arctic back. World. Arctic Hello. world. Yes. <laughs> yes. Home, home, home of the penguin and the mm-hmm. red triangle circus gang. Mm-hmm. Love it. I would love to go there. That's something that needs to be it, created somewhere in the winter. It's currently closed. It's currently closed. Reopen it. Bring in the ducks. There's, there's a dead clown floating in the, <laughs> in the penguin lair. Leave it's, it there. It's they, part of the experience. Yeah. It's a for hey, the experience. Mom, <laughs> mom look. Uh, we are not alone, though, because also joining us is another Bat Bro. He is anything but a stupid corn dog. It is Ryan Haas. Ryan Haas, Yippee. welcome back to the Batman Book Club. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm I'm glad that you that we were able to make this happen. Celebrate mm-hmm. 30 years of this movie, um, a movie that the the three of us, along with some of our other Bat Bros, love to just bring up all the time because, as you know. Even within this and Batman 89, anything, any quote you want fits from those movies in day-to-day conversations. And I think we, uh, (laughs) I think we bring that up and prove that all the time, especially with ducks. Our biggest takeaway from Batman Returns, ducks. Get in the duck. Duckmobile, get in the duck. Get in the duck. (laughs) Which get in the duck's not even a line. Yeah, it's just in the duck, but you know. Biggest, I mean, spoiler alert, biggest disappointment of the whole comic. Uh, Getting the Duck is not a panel <laughs> or dialogue in this book, but uh, we'll get there. We're, we'll, we will work our way up. Now, I want to make this all about Batman Returns. So we're going to skip the usual for returning guests of what Batman have you been reading lately? And I would like to hear actually each of your guys' um, experiences of seeing Batman Returns for the first time. Because, Justin, it was great for the 89 adaptation. I think you had the best... Yeah. Um, I had the worst story. Dram- the best, worst dramatic story and heartbreaking. So, so yeah. let's let's hope that your returns... Because I don't know your return story. Oh, I'd love to wow. hear that. And hopefully it's more triumphant. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, 
so uh, based on the batman 89 uh you know fiasco um <laughs> at this point i was a little more able-bodied to 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 take take the you know life by its reins and so um me and my older sister we walked to the theater to go nice. see batman returns and it was the first showing of the day i think it was like probably 10 30 but i do remember buying a subway sandwich for some reason i don't nice. know why not even mcdonald's to, not even mcdonald's yeah, wow. there was no mcdonald's there right yeah. um anyway so i went and got a subway sandwich and then we saw batman returns my sister absolutely hated it she was <laughs> she was disgusted she was like the penguin's so gross oh god like she the whole time she's like this is disgusting i can't believe we're watching this i loved it man um i remember because i was in uh i think it was in eighth grade seventh or eighth grade because remember i'm older than y'all and uh, i remember a girl in my class named caitlin i remember her name was caitlin and she had a picture of danny devito penguin on her folder it was taped and at that time you know it was you, you know you didn't have images all the time so i know i've seen the trailer and i was like is that the, is that penguin is that danny devito penguin i just remember like getting so excited about this movie i still i wish all my stuff's packed up right now but i had paper i had every newspaper clipping i could find from batman returns oh, i still have them in a folder you still have batman it folder. Awesome. i still have it oh, once, once so i unpack good. i'll have to share them with you i have every Please like do. review everything i could find and it's wow like, so and then it was because I remember one of the clips said Batman returns early for like a midnight early <gasps> showing. So I remember that uh, that's that, um you know, that paper clipping. Anyways, I, I remember just getting really excited. And then we we left the movie. I was just amped. And uh, we went to the comic shop that's right over there. And I bought all the adaptions, man. I bought the the comic that the the. the the, I can't, I couldn't read that one. I had to read my, on my iPad, but the the painted Dorman cover, the fire, you know, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. I got Penguin uh, Triumphant, Catwoman Defiant. I got those two oh, specials because yeah. those came out. So everything was ready to go. Like, yeah, you like Batman? Let's do this. So I remember buying those comics, and then my sister Brian Stelfries, oh, the, the, the cover artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah those books. Those. Yeah, that was it. Was a nice little like, uh, you know. Hey, you like these movies? Go read some comics. Yeah, yeah. and that was the so, kickoff of those, you know, one shots with the villains, and they did yeah. that through through the end of the Burton Jumarker movies. They did, starting yeah. with Returns. Yeah. So, so yeah, overall, a better a better situation. Uh, I remember going walking by my mom's work, and we walked in, and they're like, "Oh, you guys saw Batman? Did you love it?" I was like, "It was amazing." I was just so excited <laughs> about it, and you know, who knows what they this twelve year old kid said to, to them, but yeah, it was a um, it was it was a overall better experience. And I sure. got to see it because you got to see the movie. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to see it in the theater. And so I was just so I was so happy, man. So happy. That's awesome. It's yeah. great. Mr. Haas, how yeah. about you? So yeah, so since I was born in late 87, I missed Batmania and getting to experience Batman 89 on the big screen, but I first got to watch it through video. So by the time Batman Returns came out, I was way more into the uh, age of getting to experience it. And, you know, by that time, by the time Returns came out, I was super Batman centric, you know, like I had watched 89. I was super into the 60s show. I could watch it every day on the family channel. Um, and of course, I was by that time I was uh, taping VHS tapes daily of the animated series when you know first airing animated series stuff. So the summer th- that that Batman Returns came out, I was like so ready for it. And you know, God bless my parents; they 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 caved into my wishes. And I just remember I don't remember a lot of on this day we did this or anything, but 
I remember specifics. I, I had all of the school products I could find, all the merch I could get. I got all the toys I could get, you know, all, all of the Kinder toys. I remember erasers and lunch boxes and rulers. And I remember we did not live in a market that had the Ralston Batman Returns cereal, but I remember <laughs> going to my cousin's house and they did have it. And I was like, so stoked. And I think I probably go to them to, can I take the box home when you're done with cereal? Like I like really <laughs> wanted it, like, you know, because it was that awesome artwork on the, on the cereal box. Um, I remember being super fascinated by a member of the McDonald's toys and the cups and the glow in the dark Frisbee lids. Like it's all very, very vivid being able to, you know, because I knew how huge 89 was even as a kid that missed it. So I wanted to make sure that I experienced Batman Returns in that way. And it felt big to me as a kid, you know, um, like five years old, four years old. I, it still is very potent in my mind that summer of Batman being everywhere. And I did see it in the theater. I don't remember a ton of what my first reactions were other than like, oh, my gosh, I get to see Batman. But the main thing I remember is my dad, you know, covering, putting his hand over my eyes when not for black goo but for the bruce selena makeout scene you know mm -hmm. when they're starting to feel each other up i just remember like oh oh well, like <laughs> you can't watch that <laughs> uh, uh -oh. but that's the only thing i remember from seeing it in the theater but i did see the theater and i got it on vhs um and i remember it being like a super you know big deal like mom like bringing like getting me the vhs finding it and bringing it home and you know, skip, skipped renting it and went straight to buying the VHS. So Ooh. I could just watch the, watch the heck out of it at, at home. So yeah, it was oh, so fun. So into Batman returns skipped renting. All right. Mm -hmm. So I probably said on one of the BLF podcasts or something before, but uh, we lived, I mean, closest theater to us was 15 minutes away. Um, especially when I was young, it had to be special family outings to go to the theater. So we didn't get to, we weren't going to go see Batman Returns in theater, but we had two video stores in town and I would always ask if we could go rent Curly Sue. You remember that movie? <laughs> I know that movie. It's amazing. Because I know the poster, but I've never seen the movie. <laughs> before the movie was a spot for Batman Returns. And I don't know if it was the full trailer or what, but I distinctly remember uh, part of the bat cat fight on the roof yeah. was there. And I was so freaking stoked. I don't know how many times I went and rented oh. Curly Sue. Yeah. I sorry to interject, but I, you know, hearing you guys talk about this stuff just bring, brings these memories back. I remember being in talking about early hype stuff. I remember visiting my grandma in Bristol, Virginia and going to the Bristol mall when, you know, and I was so enamored with that mall because they had the theater inside the mall. And I remember, oh, cool. and I totally remember seeing like a movie in the theater there and seeing the post, the preview poster for Batman returns. And it was the early one that, that just had the white, just the, the top of the logo. Yeah. And then it just said returns on it. And that was like, and I was like, the that was I think it was probably the first time I, I identified like oh they're making another movie because yeah. I didn't keep up with newspapers or you know news sure. or anything because I was like four but I remember, <laughs> seeing, I remember seeing the poster and knowing yeah. that that is like Batman and seeing mm -hmm. returns like that was all that I needed. <laughs> I love that I love that poster too like it, you know the simplicity of that first one but with like just 
the snow kind of hitting it. Yeah. yeah, the black and the white aesthetic. Oh, such a cool you know? dude. I don't I don't think yeah, I love that poster dude. It's so good. So, so that was yeah, and I think and that spot had to have, I mean, with the trailer of the snow that logo. symbol and the snow the was kind of like blown across it at the end mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I never, I don't know if I ever watched Curly Sue, but we rented it a <laughs> hell of a lot of times just so I could watch that spot because I knew we weren't yeah. going to see it in theaters. I still got a Catwoman toy. I got a Burgess Meredith wannabe penguin toy, uh, got Bruce Wayne uh, slash Batman toy. Uh and then when it came out to rent, we also, like I said, we had two video stores in town, one on each side of town and going back and forth. I think it was to my grandparents. We'd always go by the one, the video connection. And they had the, my, one of my favorite posters, the bat, the cat, the penguins yeah. totem yeah. pole style uh, that was in the window. And we stopped so many times because I would annoy the hell out of my parents. And it was always out. It was the case. It had like multiple, uh vhs cases and then they'd have tags in front so but yeah. if you didn't see a tag it wasn't in and then what, late one night we went through and it was still open i was like can we stop for batman returns and i go they stopped i went running in and they had one oh. and i was just like lost my shit and i was like oh my God. and so they let me it was stayed up it was a saturday night stay up late to watch it I think my mom hated it. <laughs> I don't know my dad's opinions. He's just sat and watched it with like me and my brother. And I was just like, cause my mom, she was definitely checked out with the black goo penguin and stuff, but I didn't care. I loved it. I was like, Oh my God, this is the greatest ever. It's Batman Returns. And so, yeah, then I was obsessed all about that one. And I was able at that point to do back, you know, double features of the two and Batman Returns as a kid. That was a, yeah, it was definitely, I don't know about all these other parents that had their kids crying and stuff for movies. I wasn't one of them. I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Was I think it was most parents. Movie. It was probably most moms upset. Yeah. My mom probably wrote it. She, I didn't know it. My mom probably wrote into him. It's just like, this is disru- destroying my kid's uh, innocence or something. I don't know. I'm going to go buy him a toy, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go buy one of those. I'm going to go buy him a repainted superpowers penguin. I'll That's right. That. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I remember being so impressed by Penguin's belly. Like, that was, <laughs> that was an impressive belly on that toy. Um, and of course, came with penguins. Uh, yeah, penguin commandos. I love it. Every time my grandma would come visit me, she would bring me another <laughs> set another of penguin, penguin commandos. Commando? <laughs> yeah, like I because each pack came with two, yeah. so she helped me build a penguin army. Like every time I would see her, she'd be like, "Here's another one. Here's another." Probably because they were on like clearance or something. Yeah, those you were know? always on. Because those like who, on clearance who, to ninety five, bro. Who wants those? Yeah, so we don't like, need seventy I thought it was toy cool penguins. Because we didn't get a. Cause we didn't get a duck mobile. We got the penguin jet, like the umbrella jet, but uh, I was able to amass a, you know, at least an army of maybe, I don't know, six or eight <laughs> penguin commandos. No, I was gonna say, man, imagine if they gave us like uh red triangle circus gang army builder figures. That'd have been cool. Yeah. And, and it is in- important to note, like um, the gap of time between um returns and forever is three years and for a four-year-old that's like so long and it, it yeah. is long it's pretty long in terms of the pop culture consciousness of something back then like today things move so fast in addition to you know time moves quicker we're constantly informed now as opposed yeah, to then especially as a kid you're just like, yeah but as i a don't kid, know when it was like <laughs> i don't know when so i remember they like in the pop culture consciousness, like you had animated series stuff, but you also had Batman returns. And that was like the big Batman thing for years. And even so, you know, Kenner had to extend it and had like a series two of Batman yeah. returns figures that came out like years later. And Double I was dip. like, 
yeah i remember seeing seeing those too yeah that's when they got real weird (laughs) yeah like super jungle this wasn't in this this wasn't in the movie this was this is crazy (laughs) batman were in purple with yellow splashes of paint on him that's weird is there a new batman movie coming oh my god well as we know there's a comic adaptation because the first one to the 89 was so successful you gotta have a follow-up so let's dig into uh the batman returns comic book adaptation surprisingly released in 1992 hey yeah how about that written by denny o'neill r.i.p with art from steve Irwin, not the crocodile hunter and i i don't usually mention inkers uh but it's worth noting here this little nobody did the inks jose luis garcia lopez well that's that's key because jose luis garcia lopez did all the control art and promotional yeah. art for batman returns he did like he all that cereal it. box he did the cereal box yeah you know? yeah yes so i got some i got some actual uh takeaways from like, some stuff oh. so oh. there's a hey. lot of there's a lot of imagery in this comic mm-hmm. that is com- i don't know if like due to time constraints or whatever there's a lot of jose luis garcia lopez backgrounds in here mm. that that steve Irwin has drawn over that he's mm. put his characters on because there is some specific things I remember, and I I did some I did some research. I'm a I'm an internet detective, a sleuth, you might call me. Um, and I found a lot of images that were panels straight from the book with a different Batman pose. And Ooh, yeah. nice. So okay, yeah, there's there's well we, we can get there when we, we go yeah past it, beca- we'll come back to to that aspect for sure because that's interesting. Okay. Uh, it was definitely released in two formats: the more the prestige format, which. I've never been able to see or touch physically, but I and I assume it's it's like the almost like more uh, tougher binding yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And then Paper there's board. also yeah. the newsstand version, mm-hmm. which is you know like a magazine. Um, and I remember seeing I've, that like in the grocery store at the time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, the it's been collected in uh, the the Batman the movies hardcover that does all these adaptations that uh, Ryan Haas is waving in front of me. Uh, and it's also surprisingly on uh, available on DC universe in finite. So yes. uh, which versions did you gentlemen grab for, or did read for this episode? Haas, read, you can go first. <laughs> yeah. I read, I read the, I read it in the Batman, the movies trade because I, I haven't um, read them out of this yet you know for the 89 version i read it out of this and of course the the mixed bag of the hardcover edition that came out the deluxe edition um so yeah so i wanted to continue the trend and uh read it out of my batman the movies tome excellent justin i just read it on my ipad you can't see that there there you go oh nice yes dc universe infinite yeah and find that yeah all my stuff is packed up so sure yeah hey, i've got the other two versions but they're they're packed up and my batman the movies trade is conveniently on the bookshelf <laughs> well i love this because i read the newsstand version so the hey, three of us look at different that versions boom look at that what a happy accident uh how about do you guys remember when you when you first read the adaptation yeah the day that day the day i bought it yeah after i watched the movie that like, is amazing after you, so you went and you bought the like the penguin triumphant and uh what's the cat one called defiant defiant, defiant. 
So you bought those two and Batman Returns, and though you just saw Batman Returns, you read that one first. Do you think? I don't. I don't remember. I know I read them all. Like I, just I think read. I would have. Like yeah, I definitely yeah. would have. Just I probably I dropped like thirteen dollars that day on these <laughs> things. I don't know. Like whatever. They they're probably like five dollar books or something. Um, yeah. So yeah, dude. I uh, I remember reading it and um, picked up on things like right off the bat, like mm-hmm. inconsistencies or like oh the words are different a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Um, yeah. So, but you know, I we I guess as we go on, there's some. There's some funny things. I I feel like this one is it doesn't have the magic of the Batman '89 adaptation at all. None none of the none of them do. none of them do. Yeah, but this one. This, oh, okay. they each feels... they they each kind of go down. I think probably as yeah. we'll see. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but mm. yeah, I I do remember reading it and just noticing. Oh, there's one scene that I was like, oh, that's really cool. Other than that, it was the scene where. Bruce Wayne walks up into the offices where, you know, Shrek pushed out Selena Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and he, he kind of is like, oh, yeah. There, you know, he's like, oh, someone must have threw bricks in here. He's like, no, no glass on the ground. It was just a nice detective like moment. That, that whole scene is interesting. I yeah, guess we can get good. it. We can get into that. Yeah. How about you, Hoss? Yeah. When did you first read this? So I probably read it around the time it came out. Um, I am sure because I was a big Batman fan and I love the movies a, a ton. I know that I got the newsstand edition when I, whenever I saw it at the store, but I would also go occasionally, maybe once every couple months, my parents would take me to our local comic store. And since Batman returns is, you know, a movie, it's, it's one of the more mainstream things I saw and got the, the other, you know, hard paperback version, um, there. And I remember, uh, lugging those with me in a little backpack to like the summer school like the summer daycare you know so I could like re-experience the movie you know during the you know free time during the day you know every day so I I got a lot of mileage out of watching the movie at home but also just being able to take the comic with me wherever I would go you know we're going to the park okay I'm taking my you know Batman gotta take my Batman Returns book (laughs) yeah exactly gotta read Batman Returns to park uh actually this was my first time ever reading this. Be, I know, right? Because uh, in 2020, when the world shut down, I was uh, I was a spender on the interwebs. And I was going to eBay and anything that popped into my head. I probably started with that back issues um, issue yeah. that we talked about in the last adaptation. Um, that, that got me so nostalgic. And so I started looking up you know, the other adaptations, which I had had Batman forever since I was a kid. Um, but I didn't have returns and I didn't have Batman and Robin. And I grabbed the novelizations of the movies and stuff too. And yeah, so I grabbed this one and it came in, it was delivered. I didn't read it. I ended up putting it away in my long box. And then, yeah, then uh, leading right into the next question of why did you guys choose Batman returns? You didn't. I did because I knew that I loved how how we talked about the last adaptation. And so, yeah, I reached out to see if you guys are interested in doing a, a follow up. Um, and you both said, yeah, and I said, perfect, because this gives me a reason to go grab this this physical issue and get to actually get my hands on it and read it. And even though accessibility is right there on DC Universe in Uh I just thought I, I give me physical if I can mm-hmm. over digital. And so. Yeah, let's, so let's just let's hop right into it. And so, Justin, I think we should just kick it off because you you're a detective yourself. You said, 
and yes, definitely in seeing the front and i saw jose luis garcia lopez and i, I thought oh he must he did the artwork then and then to see that he did inks i'm like hold on a second that guy was only on the he's not the artist like that kind of blew my mind so i'm like us comic fans we know this guy we know his yeah, work yeah. he is a top talent and he was the anchor hmm so kick us off there of what you noticed what you discovered yeah just uh you know as i was going through it i mean i always knew he was the inker jose luis garcia that's a lot <laughs> mr mr lopez let's just call mr mr lopez, lopez jl uh, gl i, I mean <laughs> he's he's dc comics to a lot of people like a lot of their control art turnarounds anything uh-huh. like that anything you like sometimes you, you know you buy at target oh it's it's a, a band-aid that's his artwork that's on there um, gotcha. still to this day i think they do a lot of it you know um it's just kind of the classic look of DC, but he also did a lot of uh, finishes on people's work um, because he was able, he just got his good lines. And so I think he probably did that because a, he was fast. He was like on, he was like one of their, just their guy. He's their quick, guy quickly and finishes in which aspect, like the outlining, like finish, Ink, like inking. sketch inking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Inking. And sometimes they call it finishes uh, because maybe sure. the penciler does, you know, like a light, some light sketching um, on this one. It just says inking but um, inks by him, but sometimes he would do finishes and stuff. So um, he's kind of the guy, he's like the guy that they, they send in to finish things sometimes like, Oh, we'll get, he'll, he'll, he'll take care of it. It'll look good. Yeah. Um, he'll, he'll honor the look. And they typically put him on guys that are um, house style DC. If you want to say that, like, uh, like an Ordway or a Jurgens. Um, Jurgens. not that, not yet. Yeah, Jurgens. not that they're the same style, but they kind of have a straight, a classic superhero. It's not overly stylized. Like, you wouldn't see yeah. him inking Norm Brayfogle or something like that, right? He, he would anyway, never. He would never. never. <laughs> but um, yeah. So like, uh, Steve Irwin, he was he was doing Deathstroke and stuff for DC. He actually, I think he, uh, Steve Irwin actually created Checkmate. I think he did created Checkmate as well. So, anyways, hmm. he, I mean, he, he he's got some '80s DC credibility to him. But um, I was curious as to why Ordway didn't do this. I don't know if he was just too busy. I was just kind of like, oh. You, you kind of want to yeah. see that he ended up not doing any any of the other, other no ones. and the thing with what i liked about ordway's art it, it looked like the world of batman returns this one looked heavily influenced by set photos and you know it was like oh there, there's literally like a, a like seven pictures of the penguin in here that are all the same they're like all from control like that same picture i saw in that girl's folder it's like oh that's just variations on that face um, and I get you need to have reference photos and stuff, but there's a lot of, oh, that's the same uh, penguin uh, face <laughs> over and over and over again. Um, and so, I, you know, time. Yeah. You kind of wonder, like, is that because it was the t- a time thing or because like, hey, these yeah. were already approved, you know, likeness wise or whatever. So it's yeah, no, for sure. Like, from that's, that. that's definitely like uh uh, you know, probably what was it went in there, but it was just some, one of those things I noticed here. I, I took a lot of screenshots yesterday. With fine. with that set, like it was, and most of it. Oh yeah, so that was the one as you were mentioning the one yeah. that close up of Penguin. Mm-hmm. It's like it very much seems like that's very similar, reused with a couple of little changes. But that, I mean, we highly referenced that back issues um, issue where there was a lot of good information about this adaptation. I could find Jack Squat on the returns the story of the returns adaptation yeah. yeah which i just felt like okay well, then there's nothing dramatic to say about it then it's because i mean you saying that that's what i would guess um at first too is 
oh, maybe they were under a time constraint and everything, but we never heard stories about returns like we did for 89 of, we didn't know how we were ending it with the third act and this big, you know, changing everything or anything like that. It returns, it just seemed controlled. Uh, What was written is what they were shooting and stuff like that. So I don't know, I'd I'd love to hear more behind this, but maybe there's just not much to tell. Yeah, it's it's definitely, this adaption is way more, corny too i think it's a way cornier it's got way cornier dialogue um you know both of them have different like takes but this yeah. one for sure has but the extra things that wind up in, in it and i kind of wonder a kitty cameo <laughs> i kind of wonder too yeah. is if it's if it's more like o'neill in conjecture or if it's from earlier drafts of the script that That's got true. tightened up with when adr because usually like around the time this would be this adaptation we made this is when the movie would be like getting the final edit where they tighten things up and use adr to like polish things or the tat like scenes that would run long they would just lop off you know and a lot of scenes in this book are kind of like that where where it would stop it would go a little bit farther like a line or two farther than the movie would and it's usually Mm -hmm. like superfluous like extra fluff that you don't really need yeah there's a really goof oh go well, I, I'm probably gonna move us in a different direction. So you go ahead and go. Oh, first. There's, there's like, there's like, just it's just goofy. The part like after Batman and Catwoman fight, she says, "I'm a woman and can't be taken for granted." Are you listening? And he's like hanging on every word because he's like hanging on her. Yeah, lip. it's just like see, and that a lot of that stuff. It sounds like um, that could be in the script, and that's the kind of stuff that Michael Keaton literally said, like, "Yeah," but then yeah. they like gave me too much dialogue, and I was like, "Can we? Can I say less? Can I do?" That I I think I totally agree with you there that this seems a little bit like, you know, the 89 version of if that's what the script was and Keaton's like, no, I think he'd say less because, you know, who would forget that panel in the 89 comic? I'm going down, you know, and his his bat (laughs) point that he would say, no, we're not going to have that. And here, and there's definitely lines like that where I, it totally works better. It's like, oh, this wasn't in the movie. I'm glad this wasn't in the movie. Is yeah, Batman like is when he first not see, saying this. Yeah, when he first sees Selena Kyle in, in the book, he's like, "Gotta go." But in the movie, he just steps back and turns around, yeah. and it works way better. But yeah. as a one-sided conversation between Selena Kyle and Batman, like it's Selena Batman, Kyle's yeah. written really weird in the book too. Like she's not as mousy; she just seems kind of more ditzy, hmm. like the way she's written. I, I, so here I'll just throw it out there now. I think this is a great adaptation of the movie. <laughs> I, I i really do minus up. minus what you guys uh have mentioned that i totally agree with of parts of lines and i don't disagree with the Sel- the selena angle either um uh, denny o'neill i think definitely toned down slash removed all the perviness yeah there is a no of, just yeah. the pussy i'm looking for line you know yeah. <laughs> it found in the comic um batman almost you know, everybody loves to go to Batman's a murderer because in returns he puts dynamites on a big dude and throws him down yeah, the they sewer cut drain. That out. Yeah, that's they not cut here. that out. He throws the bomb down there to get rid of it. And that's it. So he's almost painted a little bit more heroically in that light, yeah. too. But I think story-wise, I like I can read through the 89 adaptation quick, like fast. I think this they can they don't slice much of the story. I don't think there's tons of panels on every single page taking you through scenes that I think it really, I don't know. It doesn't omit a lot of, 
of the movie and in, in the comic adaptation that way. And I kind of, I actually really like that. Yeah. yeah Jerry Ordway me, actually said that. He said that, that I think I, I, I remember reading, there was a thread with Brad uh, Walker and mm-hmm. he was talking about Batman and, and they ended up talking about this, the 89 adaptation. And then uh, he, he made a mistake and said, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez drew it. And Ordway like, no, it was, it was a uh, Steve Irwin, but he said, it was just, there was too many panels for my, liking something to that extent i don't know why i just gotcha that. Huh. <laughs> so, so but you can see it's very congested the, it's, a- it's condensed yeah and to me it a lot of this echoes parts of the how like the dark knight returns is told because a lot of batman returns is also from like the city's perspective mm-hmm. so you get a lot of like newscasts that flow into people watching them or commenting on them um and, sure. and you have those dense panels that are like cut straight from a newscast to something else. Like a lot of things get set up and paid off like in the same page in a very dense way. Yeah. And I feel like that's because of the adaptation. They're trying to use the, the pages that they have. And, and for the most part, that works really well. But sometimes a lot of the more cinematic moments in the movie get completely chopped down. Like Selena crashing the apartment is done in half of a page. Like her transformation. Yeah. And you don't even see her tr- really. We don't get hell here one. money shot. Yeah, it's one of just my the, favorite. It's shots in the background. The whole movie. It's in the yeah. background, and her even dressing up or creating a Catwoman costume. You don't even see it. Like she just appears yeah, as Catwoman. That's so key. The uh, the <laughs> very see. and other things like the very memorable scene of Bruce, you know, answering the call of the bat signal. That whole scene yeah. is not even in adaptation at all. Like it goes straight from send the signal to bat the batmobile appears which is <laughs> yeah. a good cut in terms of like because otherwise you would have one or two pages of of no dialogue and they already kind of just did that with having having to show the whole penguin introduction do you think when i mean we get gordon as he says the signal and we get the cityscape shot with the bat signal and then we get penguin looking through the sewer grates mm-hmm. of the signal i could envision that in the movie we get it cuts, you know, the multiple shots and the one of you're looking through, but we hear mm-hmm. nothing. There's nothing about it in here. Do you think that there was a line? Ooh, Batman, I'm trembling. I think that's in the in movie. The script. Like, you know what? I, think I don't think that script. sounds very good. Let's not let's not do audio. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen that in the script, and I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this stuff was Sam Ham's script or the shot. legit shooting script. No, the legit the shooting script. The shooting script. The See, I can't trembling. I can't hear yeah. DeVito saying that. Like I can't either. Batman, I'm trembling. Like it's just yeah. Yeah, he just seems more like the creepy. Yeah, which I mean, uh, it's good. It's 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 good that it's not in the movie because for a while there, you you try to you you do go on this kind of journey where you're like, well, what is the penguin's angle? Is he is he just trying to you know get out, or is he mm-hmm. is he got a what's his plan? And a lot of that gets kind of messy in the, the movie. But well, Warner Brothers didn't have a plan even in '92, so you know, <laughs> Penguin's not going to have a plan. I think what is their plan. There is no plan. Okay, so Haas, in your collected edition, um, Justin, I forget what you said. Did you get the prestige or like the the newsstand version? I have the prestige. The prestige. Okay. Cover. Yeah, the painted cover. And Haas, in your collected, is it glossy paper or is it my kind of paper? Gotcha. Okay. So mine is on the newspaper paper, which Mm -hmm. I love. It. It smells smells like a floppy, a good old '90s floppy. Uh, still waiting on that candle um <laughs> but i think that really helps with the art for me especially in the sense of it's almost kind of like last episode i talked about the face-to-face story with uh 
the icon yeah. Chris Clow, that yeah. it's like it seems like this was all printed on black paper, like all the oh. outlines and everything is all or the oh the borders yeah. and stuff are all black, which really helps. I mean, that fits the style of Burton's movie. Yeah, you know, uh, I think that that really helps. That really helps the art because even if Irwin did, you know, use a lot of Mr. Lopez slash JLGL's uh, work and stuff like that and traits over whatever the fact, I think that it all works really well and nothing is jarring. Yeah. Kind of like last time we talked about the kickoff, the Batman 89 series. And some of that was jarring at first because we were like, that's not, that's not commissioner Gordon. Oh, that, yeah, that looks kind of funky here. I mean, the main three Bruce, like that looks like Batman returns Batman. It looks yeah. like uh, Michael Keaton. I think Selena looks great in and out of the suit. Mm-hmm. And I think penguin looks pretty damn good as well. Mm-hmm. Christopher Walken is uh, the yeah. hairs down, but the yeah. rest is a little like meh. Uh, Chip Shrek does not look like Chip Shrek. No. <laughs> the actor's like, no, you don't get my rights, yeah. bro. I, I'm too <laughs> big. Big deal, big deal <laughs> um, here. But I think there's, it's, and not to shit on anything, it's not as good as Ordway's art. No. But I mean, Ordway is Jerry Ordway. So yeah. Yeah. It, that's not totally dissing, but it also it, gives it, you, you, you get what I think you're supposed to with some fun comic book flavor, but definitely yeah. looks like Batman Returns. It's not far off though. Like it's yeah. a good, it's a good like, yeah. hey, if you can't get Ordway, let's you know get some again house style DC, someone who can get likenesses, and it looks like yeah. a comic. And so yeah, I, for me, I just feel like there's a lot of a lot of cheats and a lot of laziness. And sure, the color, okay, the coloring doesn't feel as good either to me. I was gonna mention the coloring, and I and I feel like that's partly to blame with the the production design tonal shift cinematography shift between batman 89 and batman returns you know 89 has more of that like gray drab like Gotham. like you just look flip through you can flip through the 89 adaptation be like yeah that feels like batman 89 yeah it's kind of similar with returns but returns does have that more like sterile set like sheen to it um which i do feel like suffers in the coloring uh, it, it comes through in the coloring, but that also makes it a more, you know, like a drabber yeah. interpretation of it. I wish they would have leaned more into the Batman Returns, like coloring, like aesthetic, because the stuff that's jarring, like they go, it almost feels like 19, like 40s, 50s coloring process. Like you have Bruce Wayne and Chip both have a green suit and he's sitting on a purple couch and it's right. Oh, yeah. It's like it's it's kind of like rudimentary there. And like in the nineties, they had better options for coloring, you know? And okay. So, I get you. So the, yeah. the, where it works. Yeah, the it can best. be confusing is all like, Oh, where it works, Bruce, the, yeah. and then where it works the best is where they have like a very limited amount of colors or like in the penguin sections where he's, where it's all yeah. black and white or, you know, where you have like the rooftop confrontation with Batman and Catwoman. It's all very like a, a limited amount of colors and it, it works a lot better there. Yeah. But it, it almost reminds me like there's could be like a another version of this in my head where they copy some of the the Garcia Lopez like art key art you would see on shirts and stuff and it mm-hmm. remind and it's kind of like the Killing Joke the original co- Killing Joke coloring because I, I, as a kid I had those t shirts where it was like a I had like a pink Batman Return shirt with the you know the Batman with the gauntlet up 
And yeah, I know what you're like, talking about. There's like a hard yellow key light that's just blazing through his face. I kind of wonder like if that like pop art kind of coloring would would work in, in some ways for some of yeah. these. So art is not bad. It's not Overall, bad. There's some bad. There's just there's too there's too many panels where Batman does not have a bat on his yellow logo though. I'm like, come on, bro. Really? And I, they they com- they committed hard to not having the eye makeup like he does not yes. have eye makeup in this in this book yeah well i didn't even think about that first to justin's point and then the, actually the page that i had it open where the ice princess is on the corner and penguins and silhouette and there's batman right there and there is no yellow well there's a I'm yellow like, oval but there's yeah. no bat symbol inside of it i didn't even pick up on that and then mm-hmm. yeah that no, was a point i was i was gonna talk about Haas is that any of them that have some kind of close up and oh look at that right on the same page no bat symbol on the where is it i don't know i don't know i'm trying to show you guys uh there's no bat symbol inside the yellow oval and both shots of he has yeah. no black eye makeup yeah huh i'll be damned this book is a disgrace there's, the too, many, there's too many batmans with no symbols that's the thing i mean there's probably 20 shots where there's no symbol gotcha. this is weird man yeah i get that in that case that it that feels that definitely feels like a shortcut yeah uh and when he's in the right now in the batmobile of uh that penguins in control of there's a close-up of him and yeah he's got the outline but it's not colored in this is nitpicky Mm -hmm. as hell i know but still yeah but it's like a movie adaption it should have like i I, those are things that are like come on dude get that symbol in there man it's batman like you drew it on the steering wheel Okay, so that I I am with you a little bit more on the point of some shortcuts and yeah, uh, yeah where this no, just because eighty nine is you touch anything eighty nine it is magical, yeah. so this is not the magic of eighty nine. That said, I still think, and maybe it is because I like the art and I think that there's uh, you know tons of panels on every page. The story story-wise scene-wise what's omitted here that was in the movie you know what are some the big points to touch on that were that weren't included here like i said like you 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 don't get like the bat signal scene you don't get you don't get the scene i mentioned where bruce and selena actually go on a date like where they meet up and talk about like hey catwoman caused you know, Batman saved property damage and Catwoman doesn't weigh that much. And then they go on a date. Like you'd miss all that. You go straight in the book. It's like, Hey, Bruce is watching the tree lighting and he goes straight to um, the plaza. So you miss out some, uh, some character development uh, between Bruce and Selena in this book. And you don't see it to see Selena like driving and putting on her costume and conspiring with the penguin as much. Yeah. You don't get the lick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's more like a kiss. Yeah, we want the lick. Okay, come on. So, you, fun, fun fact. Yeah, I, I had a band in the early two thousands, and the name was A Kiss Could Be Deadly. Ooh. Nice. That's Don't look it up on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> was it a Is blend? It on Spotify? Huh? Was it a blend of like Returns vibe with Seals uh, hit? You know, and you're like, no, it's not, <laughs> not from a all. rose. That's too sweet, yeah. and romantic. <laughs> Uh, you don't out. get the you don't get like shrek really like you said all the sexual innuendo references that are gone like you don't get shrek having more to do with the penguins plot like goading him downstairs mm-hmm. with the fish yeah. talking about what what to do as the as the mayor 
Well, I think Justin, the, one of your the, favorite whole, things when you brought this up on your Let's Go show before, and it was uh, corn dog. Yeah, always, oh yeah, that, go, that's a huge issue here. Go and corn dog. Okay, so I was trying to. I really wanted to watch the movie before we recorded. I just didn't have the time to. But I mean, I know the movie pretty well, but I wanted yeah. to hold this comic as I'm watching the movie. <laughs> I know. I always got confused of she in the movie. Corn dog just popped out of her head to herself, right? She was mad. She was like, she was upset. She's a stupid corn dog. In this, she calls Chip a corn dog. Yeah. Chip is not a corn dog. This. (laughs) this, Come on, Danny um, O'Neill. Well, all of it's, these couple of frames are kind of confusing. Because as you said, with the green suit of the mayor and Chip, I got them. You can get them both almost confused really quickly. There's not much distinction between the two. Christopher Walken, Max Shrek, you got his white hair. You got that mane on his on his noggin that this, you know, he's distinctive. But I mean, you don't you see Chip bring in Selena. Yeah. Then it's a panel of Selena, the mayor, and Shrek. Yeah. That's my buzzer for my dryer going off. I apologize. Right. And then the next panel is the mayor and Max and Chip's talking to Selena and says, Thanks. Anyway, it's not the caffeine that gets us buzzed, it's the obedience. And I'm like, wait, am I missing something? Nobody said anything to him. And then she said, shut up, Chip, you stupid corn dog. And then no, all I hear is Justin saying, corn dog, corn dog, corn well, dog. Well, because Chip, because Max is saying, like, we haven't properly housebroken Miss Kyle, right? And then he's yeah. like, Yeah, anyways, it's not the caffeine that gets us buzzed. It, he's he's being derogatory towards her. He's saying she's an obedient like you know worker and but she's like shut up chip you stupid corn dog like she's 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 talking under her breath because he's left the room at that yeah. Point. Like, yeah i don't know what he's thinking who for what not a big deal very nitpicky but i know but but then she calls I herself a corn dog she's all corn dog corn dog, corn dog, so corn dog. they're really trying to like like deliver that line home like she... yeah and some things like they skip over that that you you only kind of get the context, but if you've seen the movie, like the panel where Max Shrek like pretends like he's gonna kill Selena, and Selena's like, "Oh, oh, for a second, you really frightened me." You don't get like the, yeah. It's only it's all done in one panel, so yeah. you know you only get like, why would she say she's not scared anymore because she he's still slamming her against the. So, so you the can measure that up of between this and the movie. Did they cut it for the comic? Was it added on set? In which the only another way to measure it is: Did either of you read the novelization? No, I have read it, and I have it on audio book also. Where Who the guy reads that, that play, one? The guy that plays the mayor in Batman Returns oh, nice. reads oh, the novelization. Okay. Yeah, Michael Murphy. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know when was the last time you read it, Haas, but you know some of these moments to where you could pinpoint of what shows up. In from each. what I yeah, from what I remember, the book is is very close to the movie. Also, okay. there's not any it's not like the I think the holy grail of the movie adaptations is like the Batman Forever one because it goes much more. It, t- it takes the concepts and characters and goes into more, more psychological places and takes the sides to tell you about like the Riddler. And I covered on the show with the one Robert yeah, Myers with Rob a couple Myers. years yeah. ago. That was yeah, exactly blown away. So, that was the first time I ever read that novel. I'm like, this yeah. is not like the movie. <laughs> you can tell, you can tell 89 is kind of a, was a definite like quick, 
we have to get this out because a lot yeah. of things are haphazard or added or weird. Returns feels pretty complete. Batman and Robin, I think, also feels. You know what? I might not have read Batman and Robin. I have it over there, but I don't know if I've actually read it. Or it's. I want to get through, and I want to read it. all the novelizations. Yeah, I've got them all contrast, in. But... I've got them all in hardcover and softcover and whichever <laughs> audiobook versions. Yeah, I am a big adaptation fan of the movies, clearly. So. Yeah, but the, the the audiobook is or the book itself is pretty pretty close. So as as far as um stuff omitted from the movie that show up here and vice versa, is there anything that really stands out to either of you? Wait, say that, that again. I, so like uh scenes lines etc that are in the comic that aren't on the movie or scenes lines in the movie that aren't in the comic which we already kind of mentioned the, the like perviness you you, from the penguin you but. and you don't get like yeah it's just bruce and selena stuff and then you don't get um you don't get to see a lot of the cool stuff with catwoman with the whip and the guards and, and shrek all the setup sure. to her blowing up shrek's department yeah store. she just comes out of it you know so a lot of that you miss yeah, those are just economy things. Like they just have to like. Yeah, and those are like scenes that don't have dialogue in the movie. So, but they're just... kind of the best. Like that whole scene though is like exactly. amazing. Those you are memorable, memorable yeah. images, right? Like I remember Catwoman with the whip and skipping through the store. I remember Bruce yeah. standing up and looking at the bat signal. Things that don't have dialogue that they they have to cut out the, yeah. to get the story moving. There's a really <laughs> stupid part in the in the in the where they're at Shrek's ball. Uh-huh. And he's all attention shoppers. Yes. Like this splendid department store, Gotham City. Wait, I should do my walk him. Attention shoppers. I quickly bounced back from the tumult of the past few days. So deck the halls and shake your booties. <laughs> <laughs> That's my turn. I, oh, walk man. I what mean, was cool about shake that? Your booties? What shake the heck? your booties. Shake like, oh your, your booties. Oh, gosh. What was cool about the scene in the book, though, is that you get one panel of Alfred and Gordon talking you to do. each other yes. about Bruce and Selena, yeah. which they never interacted <laughs> at all in the movies. That's right. And it's kind of like a weird hidden scene. And I'm like, man, I wonder if they shot this. But on the other hand, it's like, that's it's kind of funny that like the police commissioner would be there like partying it up. It's like a commentary on the whole thing. It's like, it's like, they're yeah, they're doing a whole party when yeah, why is Alfred there? crap just happened. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because he's buddy buddy with the commissioner. Like people know billionaires. Well, people are not they're, they're there. Butlers are not celebrities. <laughs> yeah. And so I wonder if that's something in the book and if like the novelization, if it's expanded upon. But yeah, that one definitely on. the shake your booties. Uh the fact that Chip actually shows up right after Max pushes Selena out the window. So you know yeah. that Chip is fully aware of the dirtiness of his dad, which yeah, I think they kind of you know they avoid that in the movie. You're not necessarily yeah. a huge fan of Chip, except for his accent. Uh, dad. Like he's a big dad. Go. They misspelled it in here, too. A... He says, Dad, D-A-D. It needs to be D-A-H-D. I mean, come <laughs> yeah. on. Dad. Dad. <laughs> yeah. He he does come off less oafish here and more like conspiratorial. You yeah. Know, he's like a-hole. She jumped. <laughs> like, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's, that's a better idea. Yeah. Dad, she jumped. Dad. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> It's a blend of like a walk-in and Schwarzenegger for me. We have, I mean, 
it's just framed differently for sure but i mean we have the the circus gang that basically middle of the movie scene action set piece um we we do get that it just looks a little bit different uh the dog jumping and grabbing the batarang kind of comes out of nowhere (laughs) and we don't even get her the dog's owner like really at all on this and she yeah the poodle lady she just she doesn't show up later either when uh in the tent with the ice princess but you see her for like a second right at the end okay now that i wanted to talk about that because she's the poodle lady is the one that is doing the countdown in the igloo right yeah and talks a lot more in the comic (laughs) in the comic it's like not even because that lady she was just like kind of like your stereotypical like i don't know hot topic goth girl like you know the way she talked well yeah something's wrong you know like and here she's like well um uh funny thing your penguins are not responding to the launch commands like it's just like no don't, dialogue, don't, you know? ah, don't say it my lips are sealed like yeah. glad that know. got I, cut from the movie like i try to hear the words <laughs> of the actors you know it's yeah would she, it, would she go be like my lips are sealed no you know yeah it, it doesn't feel like that works yeah, yeah. so in Dude, another case, like the keep... penguins the penguin having extra lines of like the Grinch just stole Christmas. I'm going to yeah. kill it and barbecue yeah. it and chop it up and chew its bones. I'm like, geez. I, there's some parts that I do love and I can hear. So right before that with the the uh, poodle lady and he's sitting there and he says, I got them. You wouldn't put me on a pedestal. So I'm laying you on a slab. Like I could totally <laughs> just hear him really going there for those lines. So that made it fun yeah. for me of lines like that, which I think speaks to the acting in this movie of keaton and um pfeiffer and their characters and stuff because when you're reading it you are full-on hearing how they performed it and not because mm-hmm. it's like oh it's so awful it's like no it's because it's so damn good <laughs> we do we do get more like kidnapping images you know of the kids yeah so you don't get man. new floor high fiber Dang. oh that's i know that's the best i love that line and you don't get dj alfred dj alfred Rick your, yeah, Rick your that's world. I love the fact that they he's put there in... though. You get panels of him like with the thing, but you don't you get know. the CD. It's just a button. He gets the clowns, <laughs> the the circus gang, panels of them creeping in and stealing kids. I get not wanting to film that, but that is some creepy freaking shit. If they'd have put that in that movie, to oh, I know. Like, oh, yeah, what, what could have been? Oh, yeah. But oh, I'm man, also like, man, did the none of these people have? Did they really leave them defenseless at home? That's how no, because that's what the yeah. penguin says. Like it's just a like it's a normal accepted thing. He's like, "You're getting juiced. You left your kids defenseless at home." I'm like, "They don't have babysitters." I or, mean, like that yeah. scene, the first one that they show of a young Garrett Grev brushing his teeth <laughs> and a clown just creeping in the window. <laughs> like my God, that would be. I don't know. Yeah. I get it. If you've got to, if you got to cut stuff, and you get the gist of it because you turn the page and then. Were any of us out. lost in the movie yeah. of we're seeing them throwing kids in cages? It's like, no, yeah. the point's there. We don't need to beat you over the head with it. But still. <laughs> the cops could have easily... It's a slow-moving carnival train that stands the hell out in Gotham City. Yeah, where are the police? All the kids are... Yeah, the, police the police are in the sewers. <sighs> They're all holed up in one, <laughs> one spot. <laughs> They're all at the party. I mean, we saw the commissioner. They're all chumming it up with Alfred. I do want to go back. Okay, so one of the cool shots in the whole movie is when batman jumps and glides he's got like his batman yeah. glider cape yeah, i yeah. love my that. favorite toy from that oh era gosh. i love so getting good. to psh, and those wings i just out. 
I still remember that scene from the trailer. It was so cool because that I just, would replicate it. I would I would uh, get a towel or a cape and climb up on some high thing that I shouldn't have gone on either inside or outside <laughs> and open my arms up and try I'm to gonna jump do off. it. I'm going to yeah. do it. Well, in the movie, he lands it. He just rolls right out. And I love how the cape just kind of snaps yeah. back into like functioning yeah. cape. And here he freaking patentsons it and hits like yeah. a trash can. Keaton did like, it first. Yeah, Keaton did it first in a comic. I don't understand <laughs> like the point of him crashing. It would it, it'd have been way cooler just to show him like land. I don't just like a random addition right there. Crash. And then there's yeah. the Batmobile. Like the land, the key, yeah, the, the James Bond-esque-ness of like he knows what he's doing. He just he's great, comes right out of it. Yeah. I always loved in the movie when penguin takes over the batmobile he's got his mini kitty exact yeah. replica of the batmobile which is absent here so that's a little bit of like a huh and <clears throat> change up got a little confused so he's taken over the batmobile yeah breaks squeak on the woman crossing the street and then it seems like then it does the top spin like penguins back in control and then i was confused for a second i was like wait Penguin's in full control and he decided to not hit that woman and then continued to like manipulate the Batmobile or I wasn't really. Oh, I see. Do you understand what I mean? No, I think, I think, I think that that at that point it's, it's kind of sloppy, but it looks like Batman's smashing. He, he pulls wires out. He loses control for a second. Yeah. And he hits the brakes because he says homicidus interruptus. I hate that. Like you interrupted the murder. So and then but it looks then, like he jumped he fo- back on. But he, yeah, he follows that with, oh, well, one last spin, buckle up as if like he's in it. And then he's saying, and he's not, I was waiting for some kind of, and then it's the next page that he says this close to a perfect evening. So I don't know. I guess it, it's a little clunky to me of when did oh, he sure. really lose control? Yeah. yeah. I do like that gag. That's a cool gag. That's not in the movie where he, he lifts the thing up and he's like, Oh, take it for a spin and have, have the Batmobile spin around by yeah. itself. And because that is what Batman is trying to do in the movie when yeah. he gets to, before he does the Batman, so he's trying to flip the switch to turn the car around. Right. Uh, let's see here. Is there any other like, is there any line specifically that, I mean, I agree when you go to after they, they uh, Selena blows up Shrek's. And I don't know if this is a line that you said that you'd already mentioned about less is more. And she, I like that he comes up the ladder and she's sitting there, you know, like on her, on her front yeah. with her feet kicked up, but then where's the fire and him in Shrek store. You said it, I could almost hear Keaton doing it, but then I think of yeah. what they did on the movie. And as he's coming up the ladder and he just meets her foot to his face, yeah, you know, and they start fighting. It's like, yeah, yeah. that just kind of works. That works yeah. better. But then also the whole, I'm glad they kept it in there. How could you, I'm a woman. I yeah. could hear I could hear them acting that out and stuff and the back and forth of the two I think I don't know I think it's pretty pretty good here in the pages. Yeah. Yeah, it just can I think it just it's it's hit or miss on the dialogue like at the sure. end she's like I'm not a house cat and he's all I won't declaw you. Just yeah. That's where you sharpen <laughs> those things like it goes into like 50s Batman comic corn doll, yeah. you know. Um Keaton's yeah, ripped I, in this. What's that? Keaton's oh. ripped in this. Oh yeah, he's ripped in real life. He's about? got some. He's got some bold biceps, some wide shoulders. I mean, this guy. He's he's got it going on. Back and Keaton's returns. signed off on this. He's like, yeah, accurate. Yeah, that cool. looks good. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, the key it matches the key art. The key art had him like you know very. Yeah. Textbook Batman. 
pure Keaton, Keaton. Keaton got ripped in that. There was that movie he did like after Batman Returns. I'm trying to remember what he played. Some guy who was locked up in prison. He was like, ah, oh, dang it. I don't know what it was oh, really? Called. Yeah. There's some movies. Like, it wasn't Desperate Measures, was it? Was yeah. It Andy Garcia like that. that was in it? Something. something. Somebody something posted measures. like Somebody a, was desperate. Like a, 19, <laughs> like a 1994 interview of... Uh, with Keaton, like for another movie, and somebody asked him about Batman, whether he's going to do it, the, the next one, and he and he looks like I'm like man, he looks great in this. He's and and the person even comments on him, he's like, oh, you look you look like you can still fit in the suit. He's like, oh yeah, suit still fits. I don't know if I'm going to do it. You know, it's good, I'll do it. But I'm like, man, what if? Yeah, he was ripped, ripped Keaton. Um, let's um, uh, I mean, do you have any other? spots to point out on anything towards the end you okay. get more of a thing with with the the penguin his rage you know my babies you know <laughs> you get mm-hmm. to miss you miss that he just kind of like what does this do and he just it's it yeah yeah he presses the button and you just get the bats you don't get the the oh he, he, okay so the my babies part is in there but you don't yeah. you don't get like that instant turn of like He's so pissed. He starts slashing at him with the with the sword. It yeah, just, just of, one little clink. Just one little clink. Yeah. Yeah. I like the. I think it's clever because we heard it before, and Selena brings up to Max of "You're the light of Gotham City, so be the light of Gotham City," and then does the electrocuting. I think that, I don't, I like that. I think that's actually kind of clever. Yeah. As well yeah. as the falling out of Gotham, like loses power completely because. Oh, I, mean, I love that because that is such the callback a small, to the power plant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the power plant stuff in this, it, I feel like that almost blinking on and off has more. It's almost referenced more in the comic than the movie, and I'm mm-hmm. not trying to uh, exaggerate. It's just like it is such a minor freaking subplot that goes nowhere. I think in the movie, here yeah. it kind of doesn't either. But also, there's you know like 64 pages or whatever, as opposed to a two hour movie. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like that's a fun little callback line um yeah that i like and you actually get more of you know shrek slime when he sees batman you're not just saving one life you're saving a city and it's a way of life in the mm-hmm. so in the movie he's he, he's about to say the other half of that line but batman pushes his face out of the way you're saving it shut up shut up you're going to, <laughs> you're going to jail, jail. <laughs> yeah i'm bruce wayne why are you dressed like batman because he is batman you moron do you like Batman taking like his mask that. off or ripping it off? What do you prefer? I like, okay. Bugged me from the very first, as a young kid. Uh, I think he could look freaking awesome without the cowl on and the rest of the suit, but it's so torn weirdly and how high certain parts go up around his neck that I think he looks kind of stupid. So here, at least it looks even by him just taking the cowl off. So I'm, yeah. I, I like him just taking it off as opposed to the rip. I love the rip. You love the rip? I always love right. like, like that raw, like, I've got more bat suits. They're meant to be, you know, busted up and yeah, you know, I can get a pristine one sure. tomorrow. Because I don't know, like, I mean, if you actually take that cowl off, the whole the symbol, the whole, like, the whole key. Yeah, would, you can't do it in real life anyway. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, here it looks like he just almost like a helmet. And, and if that yeah, was the case, I'd really off. like that. Um, but yeah, it makes me wonder. It's like how how did they have to do that? In the I wonder how many how many takes that took to get yeah. him to kind of rip Keaton the cowl was, off. Keaton so. was jacked. It was one take. He just <laughs> just ripped it yeah. right out of his head. They gave him like this. a 
I like a, I don't know, a thinner latex mask. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, all right, no eye makeup. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Perfect. I like that he uh, takes sir, it, yeah. but the, takes but the, the, but the makeup, whatever. but the makeup, what? we don't have the time. They got an adaptation to do. We can't reshoot this. At the, I mean, we all know. Well, let's see. In the movie, we don't get a commissioner and mayor sign off. Uh, that, yeah, that's in the by. script. Yeah. I don't know. I can. I wasn't missing it, but it is like a thinking of like, oh, that, I think that could have been cool checking in with them and the yeah. the, the cars driving by. So we followed them. Uh, as we all know, it, well, it's a nice, it's a nice like, uh, like a mirror to the end of '89. Like, he's here yeah. to help us. And he hears <laughs> the signal, and this one is like, man, you think he'll forgive us because we shot him like a few yeah. times? Because we were dicks to Batman. Yeah. And then it it ends on the car and the bat signal because we knew we know that the movie they basically came up with the idea of Catwoman, Catwoman like, well, like three weeks before release or something right. like that, and they built the mechanical one. So I didn't expect to see that in here because of. That was such a last minute addition, but I'm I was glad to see the outline of Catwoman, and then he still sees he still he gets the kitty, mm-hmm. which yeah. I don't know what Bruce did with it because he didn't have a cat in Batman Forever. Oh, um, but he did. He does in the Batman '89 comic continuation. Oh. Mm, that's true. You think in the Flash, Michael Keaton will still have that cat, and it'll be great <laughs> by now. <laughs> that's many years later. <laughs> it's like stuffed. The cat's yeah. called Alpha. Yes, it's, and he named the cat Selena. <laughs> well, okay, there's there is sorry, there's one last part that sure. It's really it's really weird. Like I don't know if this is something I've never noticed. Give me your bugaboo. Come on. But at the end of the the film, it's like he's like thinking to himself after he he's all Selena, and then he's all Selena Kyle. Like, yes. he's, is, he, is he trying to say? Su- cynical is he trying what is he trying to say i i'm i'm with you like right right before he jumps up um so right above that before like when penguin falls down through the glass into the the water he's up on top with the penguins as they're shooting off everything and he says selena and then goes to the window in which that confused me too because i'm like he doesn't even know Selena's down there. But can he hear her at, talking at this, to him at this from point, up there? Yeah. So he says Selena and then does that. And then, yeah, like what you brought up too. I, I was kind of like, what the hell is that even about? So, yeah. Selena. Uh, and then he's all, and Max? And Max. It doesn't, I don't know. I don't get it. And then, yeah. I uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, I was like, okay, cynical is a deeply distrustful uh, sneering disbelief in sincerity or integrity, cynical about politicians' motives, misanthropic, suggests a rooted distrust and dislike of human beings in their society. I'm like, okay, that could be Selena, but it was just like, is this a stretch? Are you trying that's, to? That's a stretch. That's stretch. I don't Armstrong know, man. Right there. That is stretch Armstrong. It was just, it was a weird. <laughs> it was a weird like Selin. Yeah. A Kyle like. What are you and thinking, both, Denny? Both their bodies are still laying there. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Which, as we know from the movie, that wasn't the case. We just saw googly-eyed Max. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. I get you. Um, let's move. Okay. I got some questions for you, too. As we start to wrap up. Unless there's anything else you need to, you need to bring up. I'm glad you brought that up, Justin. Because that was weird. Cool. All right. Moving on. <clears throat> let's get into some 
not some favorites. There aren't, there's just one favorite of, do you guys have a favorite panel for this adaptation? <laughs> I'll tell you, mine is the very last yeah. one. Oh, really? Yeah. I love, I mean, it's a cityscape bat signal. Uh, love the shot in the movie. I mean, before uh, Catwoman pops her head up in it yeah. and after she does. Yeah, I just, I love that shot. And a book that I think, I think there's a lot of good art in here. <clears throat> I like the likenesses of, of the, the main characters and stuff. But I mean, that's, that's one of the biggest uh, panels too, I think. And yeah, a cityscape with a bat signal. And it's just, it is, you don't need any kind of context. And that's, that's Gotham. So yeah. I, I really like that one. Yeah, there's no major splash pages in this. Yeah. You know, like a nice establishing shot of Batman. Um, and so I, I feel like I'm, I'm missing something that like really popped. It was more like this is more of a storyboard comic book. Mm-hmm. And there's no like, oh, this this was an amazing, an amazing <laughs> image. Though I will say I, I did like the shot of Penguin when he's in the Hall of Records. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's good. I, I, I would love to actually like if that was um, kind of a. I don't know if it was in black and white. I think it would be even more powerful because he did, he did a good job at like of capturing him. It's just it's just that one image like where penguins. I think it's actually on the back of the book too. They kind of have a film strip, I believe. In my brain, they kind of tried to mimic the Batman eighty nine like film strip thing on the back. Yeah. But um, I don't know if I can show it to you because I have that stupid thing on my screen. <laughs> you can't see it, but um, can't see it. It's this penguin right with a quill pen. And if it was, I think if it was black and white, it looked really amazing. But yeah, gotcha. there was no, there was no real major image that popped off to me. Okay. Sorry. How about you, Haas? Favorite panel? Yeah. Would be probably on that page I showed. I was talking about earlier with the Batman and Catwoman, you know, holding each other. I think that one's pretty, pretty good. You, know, you got both characters. Nice. Yeah. All right, that works. That's cool. Um, I asked, but let's see if there's which one you guys would pick something. The one that stands out the most that's in this comic. That's not in the movie that you would have liked to have seen. We brought up a few for me, for you one. Definitely. Yeah. For me, it would definitely be the, the getting Gordon and Alfred together. In, in the same shot, gotcha. in the same scene, talking to each other, because that's something we did not get in the movies at all. Excellent. Uh, Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I would have just, I like that detective scene where Bruce is like, oh, there's no glass on the ground. Like, I think that's just kind of a nice, like, it's not a dead giveaway that I'm Batman, but it's like Bruce, like, being distrusting of Max, of like, I, that see, whole, I see what you're doing, bro. In the movie, that scene really does play out where like Bruce Wayne is so aloof that he kind of isn't super experienced in not being able to turn off Batman or or in real life. And there's I feel like there's even more of that in the scene in the book where he is like he's in detective mode. He's like, there's no, that's not it. You know, he's already suspicious <laughs> of everything. Got bigger fish to fry. Uh, Bruce says primitive ventilation. <laughs> yeah, it's such a dorky where was that line that one too keaton saw said maybe i don't say anything here <laughs> yeah he's like yeah no, no no more lines no more keep the pay more. rate keep the pay rate yeah Here's the lines uh i think i mean just because it's it's creepy as hell circus gang stealing kids 
Oh yeah, that would be great. Especially, <laughs> especially like Burton style. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I can just see a little kid brushing his teeth, and then you get like clown guy coming up behind him. That would really a Pennywise uh, uh, upset. Oh yeah. uh, upset the parents. You know, yeah. my kids have not even more nightmares of black goo, and the kids getting snatched. They stare just at windows two little kids. Of mirrors, brushing their teeth now. Two little kids just eating a Happy Meal, and a clown comes and takes them. Like, no, it's Ronald McDonald working for McDonald's. Gets a shout out in the book too. That's the yeah, they do. Yeah, like what do kids do? Stop at McDonald's. Yeah, stop at McDonald's. Ronald, (laughs) Ronald is part of the Red Triangle Circus gang. (laughs) Seriously. Oh my God, give me that deleted scene. Right. He just shows up and back. Somebody needs to cut that. (laughs) Just do something where he's just popping up randomly on YouTube. He's behind the circus gang, just way in the back, not prominent. (laughs) He's kind of out of one of the grinders. Behind the urban grinder. Yeah. He's just got like a. A McFlurry. He's all, come on, kids. <laughs> Happy meal time. And it's like black goo. Oh, man. Give me that. That'd be give awesome. Me a, black, a black goo McFlurry. Yes. Um, how about anything <laughs> not in not in the comic, but was in the movie that you'd have liked to see? Uh, me? Money shot. Selena dressed up as Catwoman. Hell here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which they gave to us in the yeah. Which we at least got it in the cover with that cat in the bottom front that's like huh? like this. <laughs> it's like the squirrel gift turn, <laughs> but cat right. Cat, the cat version. I like oh that makes me laugh. But yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, anyway. yeah. For me, it's the Bruce seeing the bass signal at the beginning of the movie. Okay, agreed. I would have loved to have seen like a nice rendition of that. Sure, because it could have just been all dark, you know, with some light streaks yeah. going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's start it off here for uh, Justin Kowalski. What are your final thoughts on this Batman Returns comic book adaptation? Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a comic book adaptation. Um, I think it's just a couple grades below Batman eighty nine adaptation. Art's strong, but it's not special. Um, it serves the purpose of telling the story. If you're like, oh, I like that movie, and you want to read it right after watching the movie, you're like, yep. I relive that real quick, you know, <laughs> um, you know, you have to, you have to take in consideration, like, you know, I think Ryan said earlier, like Denny O'Neill is probably working from like a, a working script, you know, first stages, you know, cause you gotta get this off the artists at some point. So yeah. Corny dialogue and all that stuff, but it's still, I mean, it does the job of like encapsulating, like this is the story of Batman Returns. Corn dog dialogue. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Stupid corn, corn dog. dog. Stupid corn dog. And she's all corn dog. Corn dog, <laughs> dad. Uh, dad. Haas, how about you, <laughs> dad? Give me a corn dog. <laughs> corn dog. So for me, I yeah, I like it quite a bit. It does. I think you're you're onto something, Lauer. I feel like this story wise, you can probably read this without the movie, and it would hold up. You would get you would get the story out of it more so than eighty nine. Probably like it holds up in that way a little bit better, but by as adaptations i feel like it it works really well as a companion to 89 too like because the character likenesses hold up pretty well between the two and um yeah it's, it's just a nice way to to re-experience the movie or get a slightly different telling uh, angle on on things it doesn't expand things too much but um it's a it's yeah but it's still a good experience even if it is like Justice said, like a like a notch or two down from from the eighty nine adaptation, it's still pretty good. 
like I said earlier, there's a magical aura around everything 89 um, that gives even like shortcomings with whatever aspect that is of 89. It's still like, but it's Batman 89. Uh, I think art wise, that is definitely a superior uh, ad- adaptation in this one. But story wise, I think this is superior than uh, 89 because I, wow. I know parts of parts of that one. I, I did. I thought a lot of like, oh, where's this? Oh, where's this? You know, where I didn't do that a whole lot here in returns. Now, I think in my lifetime, Batman 89 is the movie I've seen the most in my entire life uh, to where I even though I know returns pretty damn well, I know 89 every, you know, every word of dialogue almost because of how many freaking times I've watched it. So maybe that's why. I did that when reading that one as opposed to this one. Um, yeah, lacking the magic, but otherwise, I think it's a quality adaptation. Yeah. Uh, Batman and Robin is the only one now that I haven't read, which I'm going to for that one's 25th <laughs> anniversary, just on my own. But that I one think it starts off really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I know the first page is like the film strip audience people, and then it dips in. And I, I but I'm curious what kind of changes and whatnot. But I know, you know, the Batman Begins one, it felt, that felt like it was such a fraction of the movie. Yeah. Uh, 89, I thought there was a lot of stuff that was kind of cut from it. Batman Forever was just, you know, it was closer to what the novelization was as opposed to the final film, I thought. And uh, but that felt like it missed on a you know, left a lot of stuff out. And I think Returns just includes a lot more than the others do. So I think it's a mm-hmm. pretty quality adaptation. Um, yeah, story wise. So yeah. I, I mean... You have DC Universe. It's right there. Easy for you to. Oh, I'm sorry. DC Universe infinite. It's right there at your fingertips for you to just grab and read digitally. Uh, getting your hands on a physical copy. I mean, I've seen prices all over the place. Uh, it can be pretty affordable. I think I got mine for like six bucks. Uh, I didn't pay six very is much. Good. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> wow. Didn't even connect that. <laughs> Maybe it was Robert Wool just doing a favor to fans. Like, I don't need this. I'm not in this one. Um, oh, I wish he was back. But I, yeah, me too. And, but I mean, I looked right beforehand. I saw copies on eBay. They were like $20 each and stuff. And so um, easiest way is to read it digitally. But I think it's, I think it's worth checking out um, on your own after you watch it for its 30th anniversary. So that being said, gentlemen, I'm going to have some McDonald's and play with my Batman Returns toys. Oh, sorry. I was muted. My dog was barking. (laughs) I said I still have a, a Batman Returns cup, and uh, it had Cat, Catwoman, and they had these discs that were on top because they shot yeah. off the side of the Batmobile. The, the frisbee, yeah. I got that, and I got a I got a big Batman Returns. It's the art you were talking about, Ryan, where it's got his art, his gauntlet, like yeah. That. And uh, it's a big cup I got from Magic Mountain because they had the Ooh. Batman stunt show. I totally forgot to Ooh. share that. Oh, they had a Batman stunt show, and it was like Batman Returns style. You know? awesome. Oh, man. It just, it just had the penguin in it. That's all they did. They replaced Joker with penguin. But oh. I got the cup because you can get a Slurpee there or like an Icy or whatever, and I remember getting that. So Lucky. Awesome. I, I didn't and have a hologram Bat logo on the side because it was official Ooh. Batman merchandise. We went crazy in for forever because that's oh, yeah. when my small town, they, they got a McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> wow. like the year yeah finally before the year before forever came out and so that was easier than the closest one was you know the town that was like 15 minutes away wow so it was more feasible that we could get the glasses for that but returns yeah i missed the boat didn't get 
or missed the duck, should I say. Didn't get any of the the cups. So, uh, gentlemen, this has been fun. I appreciate you both coming back on to talk some more uh, comic adaptations. So, Ryan Haas, why don't you plug away? People, if they don't know how to find you or anything at all, have at it. Yes, 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 yes. You can find me uh, on Twitter at SMB underscore Ryan. SMB stands for Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. it's on also on twitter at smb movie and the batman podcast network at best pod network that makes sense justin kowalski yes you can find me on twitter at justin m kowalski r.i.p.j rocka r.i.p.j r.i.p.j rocka (laughs) the lead singer of a kiss can be deadly (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. There you have it. Uh, you can follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC for latest episode drops, upcoming episodes, sometimes giveaways. You can write in with questions or comments, concerns. Go to Eric Holzman at the Batman BC at gmail.com. Like I mentioned, uh, last episode, many episodes. Uh, pay attention to the YouTube channel, subscribe to that because me and one Peter R. Vera are going to do something on there that will be fun, not duck based, sadly but not ruin it out. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can do that in a variety of ways. First off, patreon.com slash NBC. You can buy merchandise on TeePublic. T-shirts, notebooks, hoodies, onesies for your little ones, TeePublic.com. Type in TBBC. Um, designs brought to you by Justin Kowalski. What? A real like hero. Him. Yeah, he's, nice. he's, a, he's a hero. The hero that we need. Uh, and if you want to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all, that's 100% A-OK. Best thing you can do is rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Podbean, wherever. Go to the rate and review page. The more reviews the show gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. panic. So for Ryan Haas, for Justin Kowalski, I am Ryan Lauer. Until next time. We move my back. Yeah.